Welcome to Ms. Interpreted, her podcast of public relations and strategic communications, demystified by Kelly Fletcher and Fletcher Marketing PR. Public relations focuses on building positive communications, relationships, and brand reputations that not only meet business and organizational objectives, but also balance and serve the public good. Easy stuff, right? Hardly. Strong PR offers such potential, yet it's one of the most misunderstood, underemployed, and misinterpreted areas of business, organizational, and media management. That's why Kelly Fletcher and the Misinterpreted podcast are here, to help turn around PR's own bad press. On Misinterpreted, Kelly Fletcher and her colleagues, including senior strategist Mary Beth West, will cut through the nomenclature. They'll demystify public relations as the best pathway to create, grow, and amplify the roots of positive management, communications, culture, and careers for success that matters. Misinterpreted will put forward today's most relevant conversations. Topics like trust building, communications ethics, unlocking the power of female voices, crisis communications, emerging uses of data, and managing executive expectations from the C-suite to the boardroom. From battle-hardened senior executives to emerging new professionals, and even those in the workforce who are well outside the sphere of marketing communications, Misinterpreted brings diverse voices of experience to the most pressing issues and challenges in PR today. Join us on Misinterpreted, her podcast of public relations and strategic communications, demystified by Kelly Fletcher and Fletcher Marketing PR, with offices in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, listeners, to our first episode and in our introduction of the Misinterpreted podcast. I'm Mary Beth West, here with Kelly Fletcher, founder and CEO of Fletcher Marketing PR. And we are taking the leap into the podcast pond with this inaugural episode to introduce listeners to what exactly Misinterpreted will be about and what we'll tackle in the episodes coming up. Kelly, thanks so much for your vision and for getting this started um, in what's, I think, sure to be a lot of compelling conversation and content about the power of PR and strategic communications. You and I have known each other for a good while. I'd say, what, about 15 years? About 15 years. Great. Well, Kelly, please introduce yourself and your firm, the kind of work that you do, and, and a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Well, it's been quite the entrepreneurial journey. I often say I'm the accidental agency owner. <laughs> um, but 12 years ago when we started, we were really hanging our hat on um, beauty and fashion PR and that it's sort of segued into marketing to women. Twelve years ago, marketing to women was um, not a new thing, but I think that it just wasn't talked about mm-hmm. as much and it wasn't as mainstream. Now it's gotten very, very segmented. And over the years, we've grown more into a full-service marketing communications agency um, with an office in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Atlanta, Georgia. Um, our expertise in understanding how women think process information and make decisions really has helped us get most of our national clients. And um, we just continue to grow and do a lot of, crank a lot of work out of a Mm -hmm. a little company. Right. And I've 
I generally love every minute of it. Right. Well, it, you know, one thing that I think helped be a springboard for this this new dialogue that we are creating is uh, almost two years ago, we did a WUOT, it's an NPR affiliate here in Knoxville, interview on the Me Too movement, yes. because it had just really started at that point, And we were both sharing our stories about earlier in our professional lives in particular, how we ran into those kinds of situations, all with a focus of trying to help younger professionals, young women in particular, who encounter those kinds of uh, situations to be able to navigate those waters more more clearly. So I'm just so excited at this point that we're having this opportunity. I, th- I think it, it was during that interview that you and I realized how much we jive together. Yeah, we're like, very we well. should start a podcast. Yes, exactly. I wonder if anyone will listen. <laughs> right. So it's only taken, you know, a year and a half and change to uh, get us here. But I'm very excited about this opportunity for us to carry, you know, various conversations into a lot of other areas, um, areas of content. I wanted to ask you what motivated you to start your own firm all those years ago, 12 years ago, basically. Um, I mean, clearly, at this point, you've been through the Great Recession, you've been through, uh, you know, all kinds of different economic cycles and adventures in being an entrepreneur. But I, I would love to get at what motivated you to start it? Well, that's funny you should ask because I'm also writing a book. And last night I wrote yeah. a chapter on defining why. Yes. And my why came down to one word and that was autonomy. Mm. So I was working for National Home Shopping Network. I had a great job. I had the carte blanche to create an awareness strategy and just go out and make it happen. I hired a small agency from Boston and we just put together our own strategy. We were focusing on product placement and national television appearances. And so I traveled around the country as a spokesperson and was having a lot of fun. But in the meantime, I had a seven-year-old and I was a single mom. And I just decided I want to do something that gives me the autonomy to be the parent reader, go on the field trip, um, never miss a ball game. Go to spring break without having to worry about vacation days. And so it was at that point, I think, that I made the decision. I don't think I realized it at the time. But I actually made the decision to work harder in exchange for autonomy. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and that dovetails into the fact that, uh, just so our audience knows, I did sell my public relations firm to you about yes in january of 2018 uh, ironically it was around the time that we did that wuot interview and so we had a lot of conversations going on around that time but it's so funny that part of the reason that i decided to choose that path of of selling a company that i'd had for about 15 years was very much these same issues these work-life balance issues and i have three daughters um, who are in every everything from grade school up to high school so it's um you know, these are the these are some of the universal issues that I think professional women, and, well, and men too, absolutely uh, contend with. And I think this is indicative of some of the things that we'll be talking about here in future podcasts as well. But it, let's back up just a little bit further, even to your early, very early professional uh, time frame, and tell us a little bit about that background. Well. I was in the performing arts, Mm -hmm. so I went to college on a vocal performance scholarship, and I thought I was going to be a singer, and I never imagined that I would own a PR firm, (laughs) Um, but my parents encouraged me to get a backup degree, and so my backup degree was in public relations, Uh but I spent my 20s um, as a 
as a performing artist, as a singer, wow. as uh, doing opera and musical theater. Mm-hmm. And I lived in New York for a while. And then when I was 29, I thought that I was a colossal failure. And I just <laughs> decided to move to Atlanta on a whim. And I got a job in an ad agency. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was doing. But they stuck me in new business, I guess, because I I was good at talking and calling people on the phone. I just cold called my butt off every day. (laughs) Um, And so that was my introduction, initiation by fire into the agency world was in new business, which turned out to be a great fit because Mm -hmm. if you're going to own an agency, you've got to be able to get new business. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the pipeline. It is the driver. And you you either people are. Uh, good at that or they're not it's sort of (laughs) you're either going to be of that mindset to want to embrace that role or you're not so that that is a huge part and I you know I often think that my background in the performing arts set me up to be a better entrepreneur because when you're a singer or in particular I think a singer or an actor where your instrument is you you know it's part of your body it's your voice and you go to all these auditions and you experience so much rejection. Mm. When you walk into a big pitch, you're like, oh, what, what could possibly happen? Right. It'd be any right. worse than You've that? Seen I mean, it all. <laughs> yeah, I've all. just been rejected. I just sang a song and they just told me to get out. So this is so much easier. <laughs> well, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, so many aspects of the human experience, of human nature, the human decisions and behaviors and the complex realities of that, you know, we're in a global society and really understanding what motivates all of those elements within companies and organizations. So all of these realities must be managed by companies, organizations, and brands today. And as you mentioned earlier, your firm was initially founded on lending stronger and a more definitive voice to and for women. Are you anticipating that this podcast will focus only on marketing to women or be more diverse than that? My vision for this podcast is to be very diverse. Mm -hmm. And when we think about marketing to women in that whole space, I want to point out that it's not to the exclusion of men, but it's just with a lens to the fact that women do make more of the decisions, not only when it comes to consumer purchasing decisions, but philanthropy decisions, um, behavior change decisions, decisions for their children and their families. And so... Based on my experience, that is where I feel like I have the most to lend and I have the most to say, but it's not like, not to the exclusion of men. We're going to talk about a lot of diverse topics in the world of marketing and public relations, and so I want this podcast to be, to appeal to a, a lot of people. Right. Well, let's talk about the name. You know, what's in a name? <laughs> so I have to ask, how did you arrive upon the misinterpreted name as a podcast title. And just for the listening audience, that graphic visual here of the title is capital M-S period, as in like Ms. Fletcher, uh, but then the word interpreted with the letters PR in the middle of the word capitalized. So misinterpreted. When people see that title, what are you wanting our audience to think about? Because I think there are a lot of interpretations and or potential misinterpretations, pun intended, to that kind of title. There are Definitely some layers of meaning here. So what what are your thoughts about how that's going to tie into how we're going to be approaching topics? I don't know. It just popped into my head one night, mm-hmm. probably over a bottle of wine sitting on my sofa <laughs> on a Tuesday surfing <laughs> Netflix. But um, it's personal to me because mm-hmm. Ms. Interpreted is personal to me and that I feel like 
a lot of my life and part of even my career journey, um, I've often been misinterpreted. Uh But the additional layer Mm -hmm. is that as public relations professionals and the public relations profession is often very misunderstood and misinterpreted. And it just happened to, you know, the PR just happened to be in the middle. And so I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. And then the MS instead of MISS Mm -hmm. or whatever is a nod to my passion for empowering and lifting up other women and other female entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and other women in our profession. And so I felt like, well, you know, that's a good place to start. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I love the, uh, the, the multiple meanings I think that go into that. And so that leads me into my next question or, or just pointing out another area of possible misinterpretation. Um, you and I are both from the South, Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. So for for our friends who are overseas, that's specifically the southeastern United States. So Kelly, you hail from North Carolina. And a bit of trivia here, you are indeed a former Miss North Carolina. I don't know why you always have to throw that (laughs) in. Because I'm obsessed with it. I just I'm so fascinated that you were in the Miss America uh, competition. But anyway, um, I'm a native Tennessean. And according to some, not exactly in the running for Miss Congeniality. Um, <laughs> but beyond our accents, I have to ask, what does this, what does this Southern element portend here for this podcast and for our listeners? I mean, you know, what might be misinterpreted right out of the gate here? I mean, Southern Bell stereotype, you know, still magnolias with a side of Julia Sugarbaker. I mean, I don't know. Well, when you see the podcast cover, that's your first clue. Okay, we've got two blondes on the cover, um, and we are Uh not natural blondes, I'm pretty sure. Um, So hopefully you will be entertained. Hush. (laughs) Hopefully you'll be entertained by our accents. Yeah, we're we're both outed. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the South is so much of who I am and who you are. Um, and quite frankly, you know, the South is hot again. I mean, we're trendy. We are leading the way in so many areas, culinary, entertainment, the movie industry, fashion. Um, when you look at Nashville and Atlanta as just hotbeds Mm -hmm. of creativity and culture, I think that one of the, um, one of the big bonuses is that we bring to companies and our clients is that we really understand the heartland. You know, the southeastern United States, it's it's just it's the mom and pop, it's the everyday people at the heart mm-hmm. of this country that we understand. You know, we understand how to reach them from a, a marketing and public relations perspective. I think that probably um, some of the agencies in the big cities like New York or LA or Chicago don't have that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is going to be hopefully one thing about this podcast that will be interesting to marketers everywhere. Well, and I, I have to just chime in on that because we are living in such divisive times right now. I and mean, a lot of that is driven by politics. A lot of it is driven just by where we as a society are going on a lot of different fronts. And I, th- I think it's very compelling and very interesting to have a, a set of voices speaking to these issues when we are based where we are. And uh, for for that Southern voice, obviously, to be represented at the table, but also these other issues that you mentioned um, about, you know, speaking for uh, voice, other voices or other um, aspects of society that sometimes don't get a voice or don't get a seat at the table um, in some of the more elite uh, media conversations, if you will. So I'm excited about that aspect for sure. What are you most excited about in reaching new audiences with this podcast? And, and what do you 
want those audiences to take away from upcoming episodes? I really want us to discuss a wide range of topics and as communicators, as marketers, to open up new discussions about lots of different areas of marketing. For example, we have um, podcasts coming up that we're planning on ethics, influencer marketing, marketing to women, metrics, you know, when do metrics get in the way of awareness? So all of these, and we also have some very interesting guests that we've already got lined up yes, on the calendar. I'm very excited about yeah, them. and some really interesting guests. So we just want to bring a new fresh voice to the public relations and marketing conversation and hope to um, give our peers, colleagues and executives um, some new food for thought. Absolutely. Well, if listeners have questions or if they have ideas for future topics that they want the misinterpreted podcast to cover, what's the best way for them to contact you, Kelly? Um, LinkedIn is great. Yep. Um, send me a note on LinkedIn. Tell me that you're following the podcast. I'll stay in touch. You can also email me at kfletcher at fletchermarketingpr.com or send me a message. Follow us on Twitter at FletcherPR. Well, I, thank you so much, Kelly. I am very excited about this undertaking and uh, you know being able to go on this journey with you to explore the true power of public relations as a force for good in business and in society. I think we're going to cover a lot of ground here in the months ahead. Um, your brand of leadership, at least to me, certainly leaves little to misinterpret at all. Um, listeners, you can comment on this episode and we will respond to your questions as well if you use the hashtag misinterpreted and that's hashtag MS interpreted. And for visibility's sake, don't forget to capitalize the PR. Follow us on Twitter at Twitter handle at Fletcher PR and at Mary Beth West. Everyone, thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for joining us on Misinterpreted, Public Relations Demystified. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at FletcherMarketingPR.com and on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time 